The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. The Pharisees went off and plotted how they might entrap Jesus in speech. They sent the disciples to him with the Herodians, saying, Teacher, we know that you are a truthful man and that you teach the way of God in accordance with the truth, and you are not concerned with anyone's opinion, for you do not regard a person's status. Tell us, then, what is your opinion? Is it lawful to pay the census tax to Caesar or not? Knowing their malice, Jesus said, Why are you testing me, you hypocrites? Show me the coin that pays the census tax. Then they handed him a Roman coin. He said to them, Whose image is this and whose inscription? They replied, Caesar's. At that he said to them, Then, repay to Caesar what belongs to Caesar, and to God what belongs to God. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. So there's Matthew standing there minding his own business and one of the Christians comes up to him and says, you know, if we're illegal in the Roman Empire and the Romans hate us, do we still have to pay their taxes? Which I think is a pretty good question. So Matthew remembers what Jesus said. Give to Caesar what belongs to Caesar and to God what belongs to God. And Matthew said to himself, gee, I can remember to write that down. Somebody else comes up to Matthew and says, my son is very unruly. He never listens to what I do. He never obeys me. I mean, how many times do I have to keep forgiving this kid? Matthew recalls when Jesus said, not seven. Seventy times you will forgive a day. And Matthew says to himself, I can't remember to write that down. And then another Christian comes up to Jesus and says, how do you tell the difference between a fraud and a phony and somebody that's authentic and real? And Matthew remembers what Jesus said. By their fruits, you will know them. And Matthew says, i got to remember to write this down. So all the stories in the New Testament are all really questions, all right, answers, to the questions that the early Christians had. Now, one of the answers that comes up in Scripture is love one another as I have loved you. Now, if that's the answer, what's the question? What would the question be in the early church that that would be the answer? And it would be this. Matthew, how are we supposed to make an impact in the world? This is the Roman Empire. Look at the evil. How's a small group like us are supposed to make a difference in the world? How is we going to do that? Answer? Love. Because love is powerful. 
especially when you love the way Christ loves us. Jeannie Jordan was 47 years old when she took into her home an elderly woman who was sickly and blind. <laughs> That's a lot of work. You're cooking, and you're the cleaning, and medical care 24-7. But she loved taking care of this woman. Now somebody noticed her doing this. Finally got the nerve and went up and said to her, I, I admire what you're doing. I, I love your heart. I love your conviction. I, I love your, your, your value. I, I'd love to join you. And so they came together and started a little, very, very small religious community. Today, the little sisters of the poor are in 30 countries and have repeated what the founders did a million times over. And the reason why is because love inspires others. That's how you make an impact. That's how you make a difference. <laughs> I remember the first time in my entire life I saw a scripture scholar. And he was standing there, and I, the first thing I thought of when I looked at him was, I said, I said, his pants are too short. I mean, the, the cuffs were up to his knees, and he was walking around like this. I said, who is this guy? Well, anyway, the scripture scholar, he sits behind a table in this auditorium, in this lecture room. And we're all sit down and we're listening. And he opens up the New Testament. And he says, this is, oh, this is a beautiful word, full of grace. And he said, the reason why this word, full of grace, is so beautiful is because it is a perfect, passive, participle. So he asked us, he says, how do you translate a perfect, passive participle? Well, naturally, none of us knew the answer. So we all down looking at our shoes. And so after a moment of silence, he said, that's right, exactly. You can't translate in English a perfect passive participle because it doesn't exist in English. But it does in Greek. And he explained what it means, explained the depth, and explained the beauty of this word. Well, the next thing you know, I'm signing up for a New Testament Greek class. And I have my pockets stuffed with Greek vocabulary flashcards. And every time I'm at a supermarket waiting in line because somebody has expired coupons and I have to wait there an hour, I pull out my flashcards and I start learning more Greek words. Who does this? Who does this? I'll tell you who does it. Someone that's focused. Someone that has a dream. Somebody that has a goal. Somebody that sees the value. And where did I pick this up? Somebody loved and inspired me. I hated school. Hated it. Hate. When I was in kindergarten, I cried. Going to school every day. My mother would wake up and say, oh, it's a school day. This is not going to be pretty. And she would have to drag me to kindergarten. Hated it. I am 57 years old and I am still in school. How is that possible? <laughs> if I was in kindergarten and I looked at a crystal ball and saw that I was 57 years old and still in school, I would have totally, completely despaired. How is it possible that now I'm still in school? Someone inspired me to love the scriptures. Here's the faith lesson today. How is this, how are we here? We're going to leave in about, what, 15, 20 more minutes? We'll be gone. We'll be going out into the world. How do we make an impact out there? How do we make a difference in other people's lives? 
Answer, you love. But love like Christ because it inspires others to do the same.